This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. It's a late night extra time. Uh, it's finished. Fulham nil. Wolverhampton Wanderers won. And I'm joined here with my co host, Amy. How are you, Amy? I'm fantastic. Adama saved the day against VAR, I think is how I'm going to sum up that game. Um, so I'm relieved because I think. Those three points against Fulham, I'm quite confident to say that we are safe um, for another season in the Premier League. I don't see how we can be caught now, um, realistically. I know still mathematically, but I think realistically, I think that's confirmed our safety, which I think is quite a relief, to be honest, because it's not been the easiest of seasons to watch. So, so yeah, so really, really, really happy. I mean, I'm sure we'll come on to... A few of the decisions I can see that Troy on bar nil, which I think we can all agree with. But um, but yeah, just really happy. I don't think it was a very good game. I think it was a very it was a game with two teams that are not in great form, scrapping a little bit, looking for a win, not wanting to lose. Um, I think there was some incidents in the game, as you probably know. I mean, Jose first minute. Opportunity, the VAR. I've got, I've got a thing before we get on to the callers tonight. I've got a theory on the VAR, Amy, which I've got to share with everyone. Whether it's the same uh, theory as my theory, because I've got a theory on the VAR as well. It'll be interesting to see whether it's the same theory, but I'll give you mine first in a second. And then obviously, we've got that winner. Um, but my theory on it, um, because I've been looking at the technical handbook, uh, for the Premier League for the rules on VAR. And I have found in uh, Chapter 14, uh, Subsection 7, uh, Line 3, Paragraph A, Point 2.6. You've got two friends. It does actually state that Wolverhampton Wanderers are not allowed to score a goal 
first in a game in the first 90 minutes of the match. And when you look at that sub-paragraph, it does state that VAR must find a reason to disallow any goal Wolves score first in a game. Um, but technically, while the goal was allowed at the end, is because it only says on the rules within the first 90 minutes of the match. So they couldn't instigate the rule at the end to disallow it. So that's why the Adama Traore one has, has, uh, has, been, has been held. That's a bit sarcastic because it was absolutely ridiculous. What's your theory? I mean, mine's a bit more controversial and touche than that. But um, thinking about the way that Villa stayed up last year with that, the fact that someone didn't turn on the goal line technology at Villa and they should have gone down and Bournemouth should have stayed up in goal difference. Did someone at VAR want Fulham to stay up and give them a few points over Newcastle is my theory. However, that didn't come to fruition, but that was my um, controversial, cynical, cynical view. Maybe my mate. I think I, I, I think we're um, I think we're all a bit uh, cynical to be, to be honest about that tonight, guys. If obviously if you're watching here live on YouTube, uh, please. Uh, if you're enjoying the content, please smash a like. Uh, and if you could share it on any groups, uh, Facebook groups or WhatsApp groups, let's get loads of Wolves fans in tonight to talk about this. It's absolutely fantastic. You're listening to it back on uh, the podcast or you're watching it back. Um, I really hope that you're going to enjoy the show. I think it's going to be a tasty one. Uh, before we get on to our first guest, Amy, do you have a, a performance rating in your man of the match before we get to the guests? I mean, I'm going to give the performance rating... A seven because the performance wasn't great, but the fact that they won for the first time in quite a while boosts the boosts the points up a bit. And um, I thought Tomato had a good game, um, but for confidence, I'm going to give it to Jose because he really should have a goal to his name tonight. Um, and I'm just absolutely gutted for him. To be fair, I think he got himself into some really good positions. Tonight, and he kind of, especially the position he got in, that's what we want to see from him. Um, I absolutely, I, I, I agree. And I, I think hopefully he'll take confidence because it was a good header. Uh, and I thought he probably had his best uh, best game. Andrew Benton's uh, agreeing with you there. I, I went on my instant match reaction. I've gone with a six for the rating. And I was close to giving it to an eight, Nori, because I thought he had a decent game. But because <laughs> Traore scored the winner in such style, and he was the match winner. Um, I've just had to go with um, I've had to go with Triori on tonight. But it'd be interesting to see what everyone rates the performance and what they score. So uh, we're going to kick off tonight uh, with a, a father and daughter team who were first in tonight. Uh, but we do have backstage the Statman. We have Aiden. We've got Scott and Matt. And we've got more coming as well. But we're going to bring on, I'm going to change the background because we have to look professional, don't we? <laughs> there we go when we get three on. So it looks a bit funny now. But we're going to bring on Dad. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hiya. Hi. Have a good day, right, Amy? That, got, that shirt looks, what shirt's that you've got on, Ria? It looks like a Dutch shirt. <laughs> It's a goalie. It's a goalie. Oh, it's a goalie. It's very bright. Yeah. Um, how did you find the game tonight? 
Well, I think at the start, when we had four at the back, we didn't look as solid defensively as after half an hour when Dendonka moved back into defence when Neto went off injured. I think we just looked much more solid and better defensively. Yeah, I think we always do. We just looked yeah. a bit more like Wolves, you know, the, the yeah. Nuno's Wolves playing the five, which I, I personally wanted us to start with. And I think we played better in that shape once we went back to it in the, after 30 minutes. Um Overall, I was pleased. You know, I thought yeah. we ground it out against a team that was desperate to get points on the board tonight. I thought we deserved the win. I we thought did. we looked like the team that was going to win the game. You know, as, as we were approaching the last quarter of an hour, I think we passed it with more purpose than they did. Yeah. And I also yeah. think it should have been 2 0 win, actually, oh. with Jose's disallowed yeah. goal. It wasn't even a millimetre offside. It's a load of Drawing lines. It's a load of... When they get them lines out, drawing lines, forget about it. You should should just be able to look with your own eye and you can see when you're freezing, does somebody look onside or offside? If the level is too close to call, then that's it. It's a goal. Not draw lines. Boom. Do you know? And you know what? This is what I'm saying before. I think it's 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 the Premier League thing because we scored first, and all I reckon they zoomed in and there was a thread of uh, the material off uh, Pedenti's shirt that was blowing in the wind, and yeah. they picked up on that. Even when they were drawing the lines, not a level to me. The linesman was the linesman was in line with the ball, so yeah. I don't understand how it's in line with the line. In line with the, I just. Yeah, it's ridiculous. No. It's it's awful, yeah. and it, it kills it kills the the spontaneity, yeah. the reaction of the players and of the fans. Because whenever the goal goes in, your first thought is, "Oh, I'm going to be down. Don't celebrate. Don't celebrate. No. Let's check what the robots think. Let's let them draw lines. It's a human game. It ain't a game for technology. This is human emotion. We want to be able to celebrate goals without the fear yeah. of lines coming out and little, little drawings on screens. Let the referee referee. Yeah. Yes, there'll be mistakes. Yes, lines will not make mistakes. But it's a human game. And at least then, you know, when there's a yeah. goal, you can celebrate. And you know, there's none of this stop, wait, yeah. draw. The technology in football, yeah. to me, that ain't a good mix. And do, do you know what? Um uh, Glenn Oddle said during the game, I think at some point, he actually, uh, you know, was, I think it was on the part of the commentary, and he basically was saying how ridiculous. I know Peter Crouch said he'd be as gutted for, for Jose, but he said it's so ridiculous that, like, they've ruled it out for that. And when fans are in the stadium watching it, and, you, you know, we've all been there, and we're celebrating a goal, and you're bouncing around, <laughs> and then all of a sudden... VAR comes up on the screen, and you and you don't know why, and you're just looking at the screen, and it's and like they're saying, it's killing the emotion of the game. Yeah. I think VAR has a as a role to play in search, but that is just, I mean, I, could, I couldn't say it was offside. It's no. brought in for clear and obvious mistake, and the clear and obvious is the two key words in it. There's no yeah. no player was appealing that that was offside. No one commentating said oh it looks offside no yeah. one no one no one would have even questioned that being offside and to me looking at the still which I think we've all probably seen on social media at half time it looked like the Fulham's player's hand or fingertips was actually playing him onside which is what I couldn't understand so it's where your eyes are drawn yeah. to on the line so it's yeah. just unclear water but thankfully Triore came up with the goods in the last minute. Yeah. So yeah. I think that 
But what a shame! What a shame for Jose! It was his first Wolves goal as well. It was a it was a cracking goal. Cracking header! He attacked it well on the move, and he played well tonight, Jose. I tell you, I thought he had. I thought he probably had his best game in a Wolves shirt tonight, Jose. I think I quite thought that Fabio might start tonight, so I was a bit surprised to see. Yeah, I'm glad that he did. So, but yeah, it's just I'm just frustrated for him. So. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a shame for the guy. It's three points. And I also think that um, Troy Oro's goal was very good as well, a near post. And all you can do then is just smash it. Yeah, that was, that, that was the option he had. Yeah. He knew he had to try and beat the goalkeeper there, the near post. That's the only, the only way, way you beat the goalkeeper on the near post, running smash wide it. like he was, was put your foot through it. Yeah. And that's what he did. He just leathered it and, and the pace beat the keeper. And it was a good pass from Silva um, to yeah. slip it through yeah. to Madama. Nice weight. Look at the it weight was. on the pass from Silva. You know, that could have easily been our route and... I tell you what, Silva. I think he's starting to win people round. I mean, the finish again in the last game, where he brought it down, and yeah. then the vision to play that pass. If it was um, what's his name out of City? I call his name that plays De all the passes. De, if De Bruyne had played that pass, they'd have been like going over it. You know, yeah. what a wonderful pass! But the way to the pass. But yeah. I think it surprised everyone because Adama seemed to be going towards the. You know, with no one there, and I think he thought, "There's no one there. I'm just going to leather it." That's <laughs> it, yeah. That's it. Just put your yeah. foot through it, and that's what he did. And then you get it on target, and it's, you never know, do you? Yeah. And the pace on the ball beat the goalkeeper. And it it's good. And last game, first assist, wasn't it? Adama's first assist yeah. in the last game today. First goal. So again, you know, Adama's stats are improving. It's a bit of shame for Adama because yeah. he's created opportunities throughout the season for people, and people ain't took the opportunities. Yeah. You can't put that on him. He's yeah. made chances. If you look at the he amount has. of chances he's, he's created, created his actual stats of the chances he's created are really, really, really good, good. But they just haven't been taken. So you can't put that all on him. But his goal scoring is certainly something that needs to be looked at yeah. because he's capable of hitting the back of the net on a more regular basis. So today, for him to get on the score sheet was a big plus. I think you're absolutely right, to be honest. It's good to see. So, guys, um, we've got three minutes left with you guys on the screen. This is the fun bit where me and Amy sit back and let you two argue with each other and we have a little chuckle because you always argue. Um, who's going to be your man of the match each and what's your performance rating? We'll just sit back now and uh, let the entertainment un 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 unravel. So, I'll go first with the man of the match. I think Samaido. He was very solid defensively and had a, he had a tough opponent, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Robinson, Robinson. Robinson played well for four yeah. the left, yeah. So he was very good today and he was creating chances, going up with the ball. And he did have... Um, he, he, passed, yeah. he passed to Pedence, the chipped over to Jose. Mm -hmm. And also his stats, as you were going to say. Yeah, very good. He had the most... Interceptions, interceptions right, and, tackles, and tackles. And I think he had the highest um, pass accuracy as well. Yeah. So Samado's stats was very good. Yes, Samaido did play well. Yeah. I've mentioned Jose earlier. I'll just throw another name in there as well, Connor Cody, because previously that guy has struggled against Mitrovic. Yeah. We've saw him in the past get bullied by Mitrovic. Today, he stood up to the test well. Yeah. He stood up to the physical yeah. battle well. He organised and his passing was good as well, spraying yeah. walls around. So I'll give, you, I'll give a mention okay. to Connor Cody as well. Then my general yeah. performance, I'm going to give a 7 out of 10. 
we were much more solid defensively when we went back to that back five yeah. and we were creating more chances even without without the like attacking entertaining players on the pitch yeah. when Neto came off mm. when Pedence came off so I think we played well today and it was a clean sheet yeah, which that, is, that was the big and thing. we did score first yeah. which is very surprising <laughs> Yeah, only we were only, just to remind you that we were only allowed to keep the goal as it was after the 90th minute by VAR technical rules. I've, if, that's that, that's the only reason I can see that that first goal was uh, completely uh, disallowed. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but uh, overall, I, I think Ryan's right. Seven out of ten sort of performance because it was a, a tough, a tough game yeah, against a team who was desperate. And when you're playing against teams like that, who now it's, it's a must-win game. Yeah. You know, it was a must-win game for Fulham. I thought we handled the occasion well, handled Fulham's desperation well, and, and I think we deserved the win. We had the, obviously the goal disallowed. And as like I say, as the game wore on, we were looking like the team who wanted to win the game. We were looking like the team who could open the door, who was yeah. passing with more purpose. So I honestly think it was a thoroughly deserved yeah. win. And I was like, I was pleased to see us back in that five yeah. shape. Even though it was through an injury to Neto, I do yeah. feel more comfortable with us in the five. And I just think we have a more stable... Because you look. build your team from your defence. And if you don't have your solid defence, you're not going to win Yeah, you build, that's it. You've got to have the stability. You've got to have the stability at the yeah. back. It's not going to be no good up front. No. And they go down the other end, it's goal, goal, yeah. goal. You've got to be stable. You've got to work. It's, it's an old school way of thinking, but you work from the back. You set up your defence. If you take over a team, the first thing you work on is yeah, your defence. Yes, yeah. You get set up to be difficult to beat. So my time's running out. I'll talk now more and I'll say goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That's like countdown. Did it, did it, did it, did it. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Guys, pleasure to have you back on the channel again. Brilliant, uh, a, a brilliant analysis. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of the show. Cheers, Dave. Thank take you. Take care, mate. Right? Take care. Now... Oh. We do have um, we do have a big treat coming on for you now, um, because we do have uh, from the dressing room. We have the young man, which is Ruben Neves. How are you doing, Ruben? Hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> this is this is Matt. But when he comes on the international fan, everyone says that you look like Ruben Neves, and you can see the the look alike. Can you not, Amy? No. No, not really. No, you really. can't. No. Oh, well, every, every, am I right, Matt? Everyone calls you Ruben Nevers on the international fan. It's like, it's like, it's like a one in three. So, like, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fair... I, I, was, I was away in Braga, um, and I walked into... Drinking the lager. Drinking drink the lager in Braga, and um, I got a few beers bought for me because I look like Nevers, and since I then, mean, it's like it's it, all out of control. Maybe it's the light, but I can't. I don't know if I can. Yeah, see fair it. enough. Sorry. <laughs> How are you though, Ruben Nevers? That is not. I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah, I, I was. I, I was quite nervous about the game. To be honest, I thought um, today, considering how poor we've been for the last five or six games, I wasn't. I wasn't quite excited. But um, yeah, a win's a win. We're now safe, so uh, we can enjoy the rest of the season. Enjoy the rest. Do you think it will be enjoy the rest of the season or just get to the end of the season? Um, we've got a relatively easy run in in comparison with most teams in our position. So I think for us, it's pretty important that if if we don't win three out of the less the next six or seven, I'd be quite disappointed to be honest, because we've we've been in a pretty a pretty poor run, and it can 
spill over to next season. So I want to, I want to see us win four or five before the end of the season. Yeah. And um, what were your kind of positives to take from the game tonight? We won. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was it really, wasn't it? It was, it was pretty bad, right? Yeah, I think though. No. A team like Fulham, they don't. They, it was always set up to be a game like that. I don't think it was anyone kind of went into the game thought it was going to be the prettiest, uh, most pleasant game of football ever because they really needed to get the result. Um, so it's always going to be a ground out result. And I think towards the end, you just knew it's going to be about twenty minutes from the end. It was going to be a one nil if it was going to go to to a win. Um, but no, they got. I'm glad we just got the three points. To be honest. Uh, Matt, why don't you just tell everyone where you actually are, are from? Because we, we 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 didn't give you the proper introduction. It, thank you for making your full live debut. And it's a pleasure to speak to you live as well, mate, because we talk a lot on WhatsApp on the uh, the international fan stuff and you're sending the videos. But tell everyone where you send the videos in from. Uh, I'm, I'm from, uh, well, I'm from Dudley originally, from, from Milking Bank, but um, I'm living in Berlin at the moment. Well, oh, ten years, uh, ten years uh, living in Germany. Amazing. And how are things over in Germany at the moment in terms of the uh, the COVID stuff and everything? Ah, uh, I mean it's it's pretty grim to be honest. I mean, I I think anywhere else it, it it's yeah as everywhere else in Europe it's it's pretty rubbish. But you know you you do what you can. You know we we we're, we're, get, we're getting vaccinated. Uh, we can watch the football. Wolves have won. Like. <laughs> what time is he alive? <laughs> it's, it's not the end of the world, you know. Like, yeah, we we do our, do our best, to be honest. No, it's great. And um, you know, what's your kind of like thoughts on um, you know, on the um, your man of the match and the, the performance rating overall and everything? I mean, I'm interested to to see how you dissect that and what your rating is and uh, and your man of the match. Mm, I, I, th I thought overall we were pretty poor, to be honest. I, I thought we started quite well. The 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 disallowed, the disallowed goal is is ridiculous. I mean, I mean, I don't I don't know if you guys have spoken about it at length about the uh, the the off the offside armpit goal from from Pudens. Um I'm not quite sure at what point VAR is like serving football fans like. Uh, Regardless, if you're a Wolves fan or a Fulham fan. Like, who who cares if if that degree of like offside is given? I mean, to me, it, it seems insane that we're like arguing over like an armpit hair that this goal doesn't exist. I mean, like, you look at cricket where the on-field umpire gives a decision, and unless it's like a clear and obvious error, you overturn it. I don't know why in football we are like fighting over a, an offside where. I, I literally couldn't. I couldn't tell with with this yeah. offside. I think they, they made a good point after the game. I don't know whether you saw it on BT, and they're saying about the the, the law change in the offside because it's the it's the law really that it's not VAR. It is the kind of the law and the application of VAR, but um, that it needs to be more in the attacking. Um, side's favour, which is what it always seems to be in the defence, like the opposition's side favour. And I think that's where we need to see the change because it's that's what makes it more competitive, isn't it? If there's more goals. So I think that's what the... And tonight, it should have been in the attacking, attacking team's favour and then it makes it a lot more fair. And I don't think even Fulham fans could probably... I mean, you'd be pleased, 
that it was disallowed but it's not exactly fair that it was disallowed because it was it was a goal really <laughs> no I, I absolutely makes sense I completely agree I think I think this season it's disallowed next season it shouldn't be like we, no. f- football football is a game where you want to score goals you know like I, I, don't, I don't think any football any even any Wolves fan is, is disappointed if it's a Fulham goal that is scored on that level of like of, of that line like it, it we don't watch football for this amount of of like minutia, you know. I, th- I think I think that's the issue, guys. Mm-hmm. So, what was your overall performance rating and uh, man of the match? Um, I thought we were pretty poor for for quite a long time. I thought I thought Fabio's uh, through ball to for Traore was excellent. Mm-hmm. I thought he offered quite a lot going forward, more so than William Jose. Man of the match. <laughs> Maybe Samedo. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it Nelson. All because right. I thought. I thought. I thought it was, it was one of the one of the few one on ones in the game that he won more than he lost. I thought he did quite well, actually. I, I think that the worry with Samedo, and I think we'll see the best of him next season. And the reason I say that, uh, once we have a proper free season and Nuna gets to drill him, and I think sometimes his positional play. At the back, he gets caught out a little bit with a fast ball and they get behind him a quick and he doesn't react fast enough. Yeah, I, I think agree. that's something to do with his positional play. And I think I do believe that we'll see the best of Samedo next year. You do see him going forward. I think he feels a bit more confidence in the team. Um, but he's always got that little mistake in him, hasn't he? It didn't cost us tonight, thank goodness. He cost us against West Ham, but then the whole defence were cut apart by like butter. And I do think um just before you finish, Matt, I do think, although Pedro Neto went off injured, um, and I hope he's not too seriously injured, I do think that possibly forced Nuno's hand to bring on Matinho and drop Dendonka into the back three. And we just, from that point, we just looked a little bit more comfortable. I don't know if you think that or not. No, I, 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 I think this is the, the big challenge of the Wolves team, right, is that we go three at the back or four, five at the back and we look very solid but we offer nothing going forward. Whereas you play 4-2-3-1, it's absolute carnage, but we might score more goals. And at the moment, we're in this sort of no-man's land where we, we, we can't play either one. We, we play one quite well where we can defend, and we play the one really well where we can attack, but we can't do both together. I, th- I, think that's, I think that's the big question for next season is where does Nuno put his eggs in his basket? Do we play 4-2-3-1 next season and go out and buy another centre-half? And maybe put Cody out and and or Sice out and and you know bring someone into playing Sabali or do we again go three uh, three four three and try and, and 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 be more attacking? To me, it feels at the moment that four two three one is the way to go. I, th- I think I think I think a four of uh, Neto, Pudence, Traore, and uh, Raúl is pretty is pretty attractive to be honest. And if we can if we can work out a, a, a defense that can not ship one or two goals per first half, then we'll be in a good shape. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'd I'd kind of I'd kind of agree with that. I think I think the key for me is they've just got to get the defense sorted. Um, they've just the the defense has been the let down this season. I think the absence of Bolly for quite a considerable amount of the season has been very noticeable. You do always worry and you think 
the back three that when it went back to kind of like three at the back, there's um Dendonka who's a midfielder, Cody who is a new midfielder, and Sace who is a midfielder. So you've got no natural centre backs. So I think that's where they need to kind of focus and strengthen. Um but yeah, I'm just personally I've been saying it for a long time now, very much looking forward to the to the end of <laughs> end of the season. <laughs> No, I agree. I hate the end of the season. I usually get really sad when it's over, but this year I'm like, just get it. It's, it's one of them seasons, isn't it, this year, where it's like, pretend it never happened type of thing. It's like Twilight Zone and everything like that. Yeah. Listen, Matt, we're going to have to move on, mate, because I've got so many people uh, waiting. But I've been wanting to get you on live for so long. I know it's been difficult for you during the uh, the lockdown. You got a little, it's loosened up a little bit, but it's absolute pleasure to talk to you in person, mate. And I hope it's the first of many. And don't forget to look out for Matt's reaction on the international fan uh, reaction, which will be out sometime tomorrow after I've delivered a load of samosas. Right. Cheers. Uh, cheers, Matt. Here is it. So thanks to Matt, and we've uh, we've now got backstage. We've got Aiden, we've got Dave from New York, we've got Scott, we've got Wolfman Jess, we've got Craig. Um, not long till he gets his tuba out for the West Brom game. Uh, but next up, we've got the Statman himself, Statman Speedy. Hiya. Hello, Garcia. You okay? Yes, are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Oh, God. Are you there, Statman? You're very quiet. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. So what yeah. do you want to say then, oh, mate? God. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, obviously, don't you hear the stats at all? Or... Yeah, that's what you're famous yeah. for. Let's get them on. Sorry. Uh, thanks for letting me on the show. Um, obviously, Wolves won the game with Chelsea. Great. Um, so, shots. Fulham had 14. Uh, Wolves, 7. I'll get for uh, Fulham, 3. And, and that was the same for Wolves. Um, Wolves had the better possession with 51% to Wolves. Uh, Fulham was 49%. Um, passes for Fulham was 431%. Um, passes for Wolves was... 441. Um, passing accuracy, Fulham had 84% to Wolves' 82%. Fulham had 11 fouls to Wolves' 8. No, there was no yellow cards or red cards. Is uh, that a fact? No yellow cards, cards or red cards? There wasn't actually. I know, I was shocked when I saw it. There was, there was no yellow cards, no. There wasn't? No, there wasn't. Um, Offsides, Fulham got... Oh, sorry. Offside, uh, Fulham got caught offside three times towards his one. Um, three corners for Fulham and four corners. And there's the stats. Fantastic. Thank you for that. So You do do a lot of work, doesn't he? Amy. Well done, mate. Well done. Brilliant. Over, over to Amy. She's going to she's gonna interrogate you now. What's your... Um... Is she? Is she? What's your favourite stat of the night? Uh, thank you for asking. Um, I would say um, difficult choice. I'd say on target, and that sounds a bit well, a bit 
stupid, but um, quite positive. Seven shots. It was three on mm. target, which is obviously quite good for mine. Yeah, thirty percent. So, um, what would you what what do you think for the next game, um, Speedy? What do you think is going to happen against Sheffield United next Saturday? Um, I'm going to go for a 2 0 win. Um, I don't think it will, even though Chef's like going down. I think they'll still push back for. Um, but I think uh, I'll go for. I want, I want Fabio Silva to score again because I, I think the guy's got a lot of confidence. Um, and I'm going to go for a Ruben Nevis to get a goal because he hasn't scored in a long time, has he? So hopefully he'll get a goal. A good worldie, a good worldie of a goal. Yeah, he don't score normal ones, does he? Or well, <laughs> if it's a penalty, ahead, uh, but no, yeah, a worldie. So, who was your um, man of the match and your performance rating for this evening? Uh, first half was a five. Uh, second half was a seven. My manager, man of the match, have a long time was Fabio's. Think even because he got the assist and it was such a great pass. Um, here's a stat for you he's got a goal and assist in five days. Um, and I think he's starting to show the talent he has, you know what I mean. Um, and he's definitely my um, not in the match. Dave, what I spoke to you about earlier, if that's okay, as my mum's gave me a pin. Is that okay? Again, speedy because you're breaking up a bit, mate. Can I, you know what I spoke to you earlier? Can you yeah. Hear me? Yeah. Can I can I say that that's okay? My mum has given me permission if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Um, so basically, Amy, obviously you don't know, obviously I've told Dave. Basically, my mum's been diagnosed with breast cancer today. Oh, um good to hear that. So it's probably a bit it, it, well, thank you. Uh, it, 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 that's why I'm probably a bit quiet, if you ask me, because it's a lot to take in. Um, and she, she, she's obviously she's going to get treated. Obviously, the main thing is just obviously to not a nice for anyone to go through. Um, but I, I just wanted to mention that because you know, what I mean, I don't want you to think that there's anything wrong with me or why I'm quiet. The reason I'm probably quiet is obviously because of that and it's quite upsetting, but um, I just wanted to mention that and do appreciate you for letting me say that, Dave and Amy. Well, well done for coming on tonight. My mum had breast cancer three years ago, so you'll be okay. You'll get through it. So just remember that. You'll be Thank okay. you. So, you know, we're here. So when you, you want to come on, just come on. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm oh, sure like if your mum wants to speak to Amy's mum or something or Amy about stuff, she'll be able to give us some encouragement and advice. And you know, Speedy, that there's a lot of love for you and your mum here on this channel. We're all here for you. We all yeah. send love and prayers to you, to you, your mum and your family. You know, I'm someone that's, you know, many years ago got diagnosed with uh, leukaemia and was given three years to live. Um, and that was 20-odd years ago. And I, it's all about getting it right up here, positivity. And I'm sure that you'll get through this and you'll come through it stronger. And we do send out love and best yeah. wishes. And make sure you pass that on to your mum, mate. Right? You. And thanks for coming on again tonight, buddy. Yeah, thank you. I always, I always tell it. That's a, it's a song from Queen, The Show Must Go On. It's a thing that I think she was in life. 
Um, I'll face it with a grin. I'm never giving in on with the show, as in, like, when things are bad, you've still got to carry on as much as Absolutely. it's... But I mean, she's got me to look after and, and I'll be the toes. Cause, got Cody, the dog. Uh, but, well, yeah, we've got Cody. We've got Cody as well, bless him. Yeah. I think it was scary when we at the Triori score tonight. It's the only probably blessing, but uh, thank you for letting me come on. I do appreciate it. No worries. Take care of you both. Legends. All right. All the best, Speedy. Love and wish best wishes to you all. Take, Take care. care. Bye. Thank you, Dave. So that was um, was obviously Speedy. Very sad news about his mom, uh, but like, hopefully she'll get good treatment and recover. And obviously she, he's going to have the love and support from everyone, all Wolves fans, and uh, obviously everyone here on the channel. Next up, all the way from Waterloo, Ontario, in Canada. Hello, Aiden. Welcome, mate. Hey, guys. Sure, put me up after Speedy. Follow up all those numbers is bad enough, but then the uh, <laughs> terrible news there. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know Speedy. I don't know Statman that, but, uh, you know, all the way from, from here in, in, in uh, southwestern Ontario and in Canada, uh, you know, lean on your Wolves family, mate. Uh, as somebody who's gone through a lot over the last year, um, lean on your Wolves family. Um, sometimes you try to use the football as a distraction, and sometimes that doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> but, on days like today, it does. So uh, uh, strength to you and, and out of the darkness come with the light. So uh, Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully you get through it. Absolutely. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Doing well now, anyways. <laughs> if you were everyone asking, everyone but... has a smile on their face after this. And everyone's got that little winning glow and it's just all... Nice. You know, in the uh, in the international fan chat that that uh, Dave was referring to, there, I was uh, Matt and I were saying that we weren't sure if we we're going to be sober for this, and then uh, right right before halftime, there, I thought there's no way I'm going to be sober by this time. By the time <laughs> this call comes around, so I've got two in front of me here, but I am sober, um, <laughs> but I'm happy. It's uh, I mean, it's it's amazing how you know a result. Sometimes you just got to look past the performance and and focus on the results. It's a results based yeah. business, right? Yeah, I think you can sometimes, it definitely felt like a ground ground out result. And it was yeah. nice. To, it's always nice to get a winner in um, extra additional time. There's nothing that is the best feeling, is it? When you clinch that winner in the final minute, it's just no feeling like it is there. But then we've also yeah. been on the receiving end of it quite a lot this season as well. So it was nice to get one. Get one the Absolutely. right one around. Well, as soon as Cav came on, as soon as Caballero came on, oh, before. we were all going. We were all going. Oh. You know, you know what's going to happen here, mate. I, I want to ask you. Yeah. When that last minute winner goes in, it kind of came out of nowhere. Were you like shocked, or were you, how did you react to that? Well, I'm 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 here alone, right? My my boys don't come until later on this weekend. Uh, I almost hit my head off the ceiling here when I jumped up. <laughs> And I've got a terrible back from the golf I've been playing in this beautiful weather. So I, 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 it was one of those like, you know, after after that step, that that uh, the VAR show uh, at the end of the first half, there you, you almost feel like you don't want to celebrate, right? And I heard you mention earlier, Dave. You know, when, when we've been at the stadiums and and the VAR comes up on the screen. I was at Southampton uh, last season when we scored uh, three in the second half and, and one at three two, right? Two of those, actually, all three of those goals were VAR reviewed, right? And you're yeah. right just get gutted and it just takes the life out of it you, you probably saw my tweet where I, I said like what's the point what is the point of this what's the point of the lines it's the most useless job in the world it really is um, they just stand there don't they and then 
they're kind of obsolete, really. I wish that I could be proven wrong in my job as many times as a linesman can and still be able to do my job. Like, it, it's the most pointless profession in all of sport. What happened to the words clear and obvious? What happened to those words? There's yeah. nothing clear and obvious about that. I understand the rule of the shirt line. Sure, fine, fair enough, whatever. It's stupid. That's not a clear and obvious mis mistake. And I'm not going to harp on about that because everybody else will talk about it and has talked about it already. But when uh, when Triori scored that goal, it was, I mean, you, you hear the phrase out of nothing. That, that, that It came literally out of nothing. Uh, I just harped on about the lines, but I do got to give a little bit of credit to John Moss who played an excellent advantage there. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I was like, it was very good call from the ref to let it play on. Now, as soon as I say that, I felt gross because it's John Moss we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but still, got to give it to him. him. Credit to him. Credit to him. Tip the cap. And then the ball with Fabio, as everybody talked about, fantastic weight. Certainly a pass he should be making. We've talked about the goals he should be scoring, but he's starting to make these passes. He's starting to score these goals. And for me, he's starting to get involved in a little bit of the niggly bits. He's starting to understand his strength. He's a big lad, right? He can push can he can push people around a little bit out there. I know he's still young and everything, but he's starting to show a little bit of that confidence and that's encouraging. And then Triori. I mean, I said to my I said to my cousin who you know there, Dave, uh, I said to him, I thought the temporary stand was gonna come down when he smashed that one. Like mm -hmm. he just absolutely thunderbolt. Yeah. It was really good to see. I think he kind of. I think I said it before. I think he kind of like realised he was he was kind of going nowhere, and there's no one with him. And I think he just thought, last minute, I'll just leather it. And he, and the keeper sort of flopped at it. I thought the keeper probably should have done better, but I think he took it took us by surprise that it yeah. happened. I think the same was said for the keeper. I didn't. He didn't for one thing because of the angle and where yeah. he, was going, he thought he was going to, that was going to happen. I think then that's why it went in. Yeah, you know, it's funny here. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in a Canadian term for you. Obviously, a very big ice hockey nation, right? Yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the best places to shoot a puck in a very small goal with a big goalie full of pads is yeah. right here, right above his shoulder. You can't react at something moving that fast, right? Like it, the, the commentators here uh, on the broadcast here were Michael Owen and Chris Coleman, who I really, really like. I really enjoy their commentary usually. Or they were the, uh, the color guys in the studio. And they went on for about five minutes about how poorly positioned the goalkeeper was. And I'm a foreign, former goalkeeper. I, I, I used to play the position. I didn't think he was that far out of position. I really no. didn't. I think he just smashed it. Um, I think in the he one just, spot. So he was right. And where it was, like you say, he just, yeah. it, it was just, it yeah. was just perfect, uh, perfect to, to, to go in. Um, what did you think of um, William Jose's performance tonight, mate? And, we've got, um, and before, before, because we've got about two minutes left and we're, yeah. we're going to need your man of the math and performance rating. Yeah, no worries. Um, I thought Jose played well. Um, I didn't think, I thought there was moments in the match where he kind of disappeared. Um, you, you know, he, he, just, he was not involved. There was moments where the ball came up to a striker's position where he should have been positioned and it was Triori or Portense in the first half or, or even Neto in the, in the very early stages. Um Certainly, again, like I was saying about Fabio, was starting to starting to get used to the league a little bit. It's the best league in the world, most physical league in the world for a reason. Takes some getting used to. He certainly showed that he was getting used to that a little bit more. Um, so I thought he was he he played well. Um, room to improve, certainly. Uh, took the goal well. Felt gutted for him until until Adema scored. Um, 
as far as overall performance, my overall performance was going to be pretty low. I was, uh, I was not happy with anything. We had one shot in the 83rd minute. That was our first shot on target. It was the 83rd minute. That's unacceptable. You're not going to win many matches 1-0, uh, let alone nil-nil. Um, so uh, my, my rating was quite low until the final minute there. I was probably at a four, but I think I finished off at a six because that's the mark. <laughs> that's the, the mark. It could have easily went down to a two, right? It could have very easily went down to a two if, if, uh, if uh, Mitrovic does, did what he always does to us, right? Um, as far as the man of the match, there was a few a few people that I, I really enjoyed. I, a couple of the, the, the guys before talked about, uh, well, Will and Jose I was talking about. Uh, I thought Morgan Gibbs-White came on. He played really, really well. Um, showed a little bit of intensity. Uh, again, got, in, got involved in the niggly bits a little bit, kind of set the tone, right? Um, I thought Fabio played really well. Jao Moutinho made a huge difference when he came on. Really, really did. Obviously, formation change. But my, my man of the match had to be a demo with that goal. Had to be. As he was the match winner. I think that sums it up quite uh, quite nicely, Aiden. And again, Aiden, you've sent in your, uh, I think you sent in your reaction for the man of the match uh, for the international fan. Have you sent that in yet? Uh, not yet. I will. Or I'll just hit record on this and you can have that. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so, mate, great to have you back on again. I think it's a, it's, a, it's always good, especially when we've got that that little a last minute winner goal. Just as you say, makes that two point difference on the rating. Makes so, a difference of a weekend, doesn't it? And you it's have like, to enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope, and uh, I hope you, go, uh, you get out on the golf course again, mate. Absolutely. Hopefully tomorrow. Cheers, guys. Right. Take care, everybody. Cheers. Care. See ya. So that's Aiden from Waterloo, Ontario, in Canada. We've got two guys from the US of A backstage. We've got Wolfman, Jess, Dave in New York. We've got Scott. But next up is Craig. Hello, Craig. You're looking very, very smart tonight, I have to say, mate. It's me, yeah. Uh, my golf Lenny. top, Dave. Ah, it's yeah, a bit so of a golf theme tonight, isn't it, Amy? You need no. it, you? Yeah, oh, it is. You're in the sun. You look sunny. Hey. Yeah? Oh, it's, um, it's my lamp. Oh, it's not. There you go. The lamp. There's my lamp. <laughs> like, <laughs> you do look as if you've got a bit of a suntan, to be fair, mate. We had I'll, one I've uh, played absolutely loads of... of 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 a golf year in the last week, so I've I've been out on the course every day. So oh, right. I love it. It's a great game. Um, hiya guys, uh, Amy, Dave, hiya. Um, really poor performance tonight, guys. And the wins absolutely brilliant. And and you know we 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 all love to win, but but we look really really poor again. And we've got no one to sort of unpick that lock with that that sits behind the front uh, three in front of the back three four. Um, we, we look so predictable, and the ball keeps going sideways and back, and it's slow and it's predictable. Um, opposition can get back into the, the right shape. Which is why we, we, we don't score goals, and this and this four and three at the back, it, 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 it's an, an absolute. Um, I don't even see what why it's a, an issue because whether we play four at 
the back, all three, we don't score any more goals whether we play four or a three. Did you not feel, that though, that... Yeah, but, Craig, did you not feel that... I mean, I don't know what you you think. that. When, I mean, I know we, when we play the four at the back, I do feel that we create more chances. I mean, you look at the West Ham game, we created 20, cha 20 chances, 20 shots, um, uh, and obviously more shots on... I think it was about six, five or six shots on target. And tonight we've created, um, I think, seven shots on on goal and three shots on target. So you, I, I think there is an argument that we do create more in the back four. But I think the problem that I personally think that Nuno wants to go that way, but I don't think we've got the personnel to, pl to, to play it. Uh, and I think Bol is one person and I think we need to, we need to buy not one for the future. We need to buy a top, top quality centre back for if we're going to play four at the back to play alongside Bolly, because I, I personally and don't think... Yeah, and I mean, I don't think Cody's necessarily the answer in a back four. I do think that potentially Cody could sit in front of the back four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you think, Amy, on that? Yeah, I think they've got to... do. I mean, we've touched on it tonight, the defence. They've got to sort the defence out in the summer. I think they need to, they need to think about what formation they want to play going forward. And, you know, I think there's obviously a lot of injury problems at the moment and I think they are just trying to maybe try a few things to get round the injury problems because there's no real first team, first team, so to speak. At the, I mean, they are the first team, but a squad of the first team at the moment. So I think it is just kind of getting by to the end of the season. They're going to try a few things, which you've got to say they're safe now. I don't think any of us probably would have said that the performance against Fulham would have been the prettiest tonight. I don't think we could have gone in and expected that. Um, so I agree that the performance was poor, but it wasn't, I think, against against Fulham, you can get away with it. Um, if it had been against another team, probably couldn't have got away with Dean. But the whole, I mean, I've been saying it for months now that they just need the season to be over because it's just, they just need the break. They just need, they just eat every week. That's why they're getting injured. You know, you've got Neto. We already had his knee bandage up when he went down. They're just getting knocks and knocks. Martino's come back from a knock. Yeah. You've got to be careful with him. You know, he's going to get more knocks. And you just, every time you see a play go down, you think, oh, God, not another one. So they just need the break. I think it's they've got to work out where they want to get to in the summer and hopefully be, there'll be support behind them so they can get a few new players in. But... The transfer window is going to be interesting because clubs haven't got as much money this year as they usually have because of everything that's happened. So it's um, going to be an interesting one to see what happens. I think you've got a good point there, Ames, and we'll see. We'll get Craig's take on that in a minute. I think that there might be an expectation in the summer that Fosen are going to chuck a little bit of money on it, but I think they will spend. Um, but I think the same as every club, because of the pandemic and everything, they have got to be very, very wise on how they spend the money, which is why I think you're definitely going to see a major player that go out. It'd probably be Triori because they're going to need to bring some money in. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts, Craig, on what Amy's just said there? She, she's absolutely spot on. And you're spot on, Amy. Everything that, that you've just said is absolutely on the... No, they're, that, <laughs> that, they're absolutely knackered that they've 
they've not had any break whatsoever for a year, year, year and a half. Um, but we just don't look anywhere near the team that, that we've looked at over, over the last two and a, and a half years. And the injuries that, that we've Really. Oh, I can't. I think we're losing you. We're kind of losing you, Craig. Frozen on mine. Yeah, I think we've lost Craig. Craig's frozen and gone. I think we'll get in the point. Uh, you know, we'll try and get him back if he can get his internet connection thingy, Craig. But I think we, we didn't get his man of the match and his um, performance. So, well, if we can get him back at the end just before we finish we'll with Will do. You can hear, put it in the comments, Craig, if you can. Yeah, if you can hear, put, that's a good point. Put your man of the match uh, and your performance right in the comments. We'll put it up on the screen. So, uh, we've so, sadly, we lost Craig there. The uh, internet gremlins got in the way. But we do have a very special man, one of my good friends, all the way from the US of A in Alabama. And I think he's got his international fan T-shirt on. It is Jeff. Wolfman Jeff. Oh, God, he's in the dark. What's going on? What's going on here? Hold on, let me try this again. Hold on, he's not turning into Ghostman, is he in the shed? <laughs> no. Honestly, this is a comedy program sometimes. Well, I've been having some internet, um, some uh, technical issues, so I wasn't sure I was going to get in. Let's try it again. I turned the camera back on. <laughs> yeah, I am. I think I'm having problems with Mac Daddy. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Dave. Jeff, log back out, turn your computer off, log back in, and then we'll get you on, right? Because I do want right. to get you on. And right. if we can't get you on, we'll just go with voiceover. But try doing a complete res. You know what it is. Turn it off, turn it on again, Yeah. and try that. All right. I'll do that, Dave. All right. All right. Cheers. Awesome. Cheers. So um, we have got next on, we've we've got um, Dave in New York waiting as well, but we've also got waiting young man, Scott, that did have a dog walking all over him not not very long ago. Where's your dog? Uh, yeah. Aww. What's your dog's name? Toby. 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 Oh, look at him. Blossom's on her own tonight. I left her at the flat. Oh, oh yeah, we've got no blossom, obviously, because you're your mum and dad, so yeah, yeah. Mm. So, how are you, Scott? I'm good. You guys? Yeah, we're good. We're happy. Well, speaking for myself, and I think on behalf of Dave, I'm ha happy with the three points. I think we can all breathe a little now. As soon as that ended, I turned to my dad and said, I think we're safe. So, I think that's put everyone's minds at, minds at ease tonight a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah, I think with this game, it was one of them that if we were going to lose it, then even people like myself would have said, OK, maybe we should consider being near the relegation battle. But Wolves proved that they go right to the end and that goal by Traore, which was stunning, sealed the victory that we needed just to close any more doubt that we were ever going to get into a rele relegation battle. Yeah, absolutely. And I think mentally as well, like they've not, they've got, I think, was it two points out of 15 or something? So I think got to that point when you're on that losing streak that they did need to go into the, the last set of games almost. They needed that little boost. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's one of them where this game was always going to be like the West Ham one, a tough game. 
Fulham are fighting a relegation battle. They're fighting for their lives. And they're on a good run of form. Where, as you look at us, we're struggling, as we've always done. We've got a few injuries that have creeped up again and stuff like that. It was always going to be a tough game. And then when Jose's goal got rolled, ruled out, I honestly believed it was only going to go one way. Because when Cavalero came on, like I think it was about seven minutes left, I thought, yeah. please don't. Please don't score past us. Like, yeah. I'll take a nil-nil right now. And that that Traore shot, like, nine times out of ten, when he shoots as well, Traore, like, you wouldn't think it, was, it would go in like that at that tight angle. But it did, thank God. And we get three points on the board. Yeah, it's a bit of justice, I think, against that decision. Um, I think that's the thing with that's the thing with Jose, though. Like, arguably, yes, he did play well tonight, and he did get a good goal, um, which I don't believe was offside at all. It's ridiculous now what this was doing now. Like um, the guy from who was on first, I can't remember his name, with his daughter. Like he said, once you get the lines out, then it's just stupid. Like if it's clear. Then it's offside. If it's and not clear, thick those lines are drawn as well. Like yeah, them but, thin. like you said, like if you look at those lines as well, it still looks like the Fulham players playing him on. Yeah, that's what in I my eyes, anyway. His hand was here, so you thought. I thought. Well, his fingertips are playing him on, and it's ridiculous. We're talking about fingertips when the game's called bloody football, isn't it? That's what I'm yeah. saying. Um, the other point is as well, it's hard. I mean, when do they decide when the ball is actually being kicked as well? Yeah. Because they stop it when they say the ball, the impact of the ball is going. And that is obviously a split second as well, isn't it? So it depends on who's drawing it as well, because you could view it going different to how I could view it going. So it's just got, it's just got too much human. I think they said at the end it should be when there's clear daylight, um, that to me is a bit wishy-washy as well. But I think Arsene Wenger's put a quite a good thing forward where it has to be, as long as some part of the attacking player is on side, then it's clusters on side, which benefits the attacking team, doesn't it? What spoils the game as well is some of the goals that you've seen that were that are incredible goals are ruined. <coughs> and like Dave said, you're celebrating in the stands as well when we eventually do get back there it ruins that moment as well especially if it's like a like a last minute winner like the Traore one was you imagine that getting ruled out for VAR at the last minute with all people in the stands it just, yeah <laughs> but overall I think it was a it wasn't that much of a game that lit a light anything like it was a bit boring for me um, yeah. but it's also one of them where I don't care we got three points um, I do yeah, hope. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I do hope Jose. Um, even though the goal got ruled out, kicks on from there now and takes a bit of confidence from that goal. You know what, Scott? Was, I, I actually good. think I actually think it will because the fact that he got in the position just because you know the Premier League rule book on VAR and Wolves scoring first before ninety minutes in the game was <laughs> kicked in. Um, he did make a good run. It was a very powerful header. It was. He, it's got to give him a bit of confidence. And the, from the from the Wolves fans, you've seen that's what we want to see from him. And uh, I thought he, I did think he probably had his best game in a in a in a Wolves shirt tonight for me, William Jose. See, it's it's one of them as well where, and I, I don't want to be like the the party pooper, but for me, 
I agree that it was probably one of the best games I've seen him play, and he deserved that goal because it was a, a good taken goal. Um, but do I think he's still worth buying at the end of the season? No. Agree. Um, I still believe I still believe that we should get somebody who's got Premier League experience in. But it's one of them where stuff like this, which happens, where he he does get the goal, and if he does kick on from there, people start to think, oh well, you know, maybe he is worth the money. But I, honestly, I, I can't see it myself. It's it's one of them where I said to you before, Dave, I think in the last video, like anybody that comes from Spain, unless they've been in Europe with their team, they're not going to cut it in the Premier League for me. Um, it's like a lot of people say, would you take Rafa Mir back because he's scoring goals in scored Spain? Another two, scored another two tonight, mate, Rafa yeah, Mir. He did. He did. But, for the bottom club in uh, La Liga. But I do believe that if you put him in the Premier League, you wouldn't do that. I just I have that feeling. I would love to be proven wrong because I do like Rafa Mer, but I don't believe that he could produce what he's producing over there in the Premier League. Because for me, Sp the Spanish league is is different to the Premier League in my eyes. Like I do believe the Premier League is a lot higher the uh, standard of football than the Spanish one. Premier League's more physical, and you can tell that. I think you can yeah. tell that from Mado coming over because. He's he struggles in defence. He he's an attacking he's attacking player. And you can tell he struggles in defence, and you think you can tell that he um, is more comfortable in the back three when he's not so reliant to be back for that. And I think with eight Nori, which is the point of saying that they need to work on the defence to play in the back four. But I would, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the rumours, but I wouldn't say no to Matt Doherty coming back. Which I don't know. If you've seen those rumours. I would, ha I would have him back in a second. To be quite honest with you, for for me, I think it was a mistake him leaving. But I could see why he left because obviously he's playing a new Chelsea. challenge after ten yeah. years. You can't, I can't blame him. And we got who, who would stop him? The thing is, who would stop him after how loyal he's been to the club? Yeah. And for all the fans that slate him from a Wolves perspective, saying like, "Oh, look at him failing." After giving that loyal service to us, we should be upset that he's failing because we want him to succeed. Um, but if he does come back, then great. I think if he does come back, he'll be great for us. But at the same time, I think if you gave Samedo a pre-season under Nuno, you'll get a totally different player next season. That'll be better than Doherty. 100% agree with that comment. I think I, I think we'll see the best of Samedo next season when we've had a proper pre-season. And have had a chance to run proper drills. I mean, we do, it's easy to forget that we had a three-day pre-season. They never really had any real time. They, they threw in the four at the back without having any real... You know, when Nuno first came in the first season and we saw him play against Leicester pre-season in the Championship, we were like, blooming hell, this looks good. He drilled them day in, day in, day out on that system. And the four at the back and, and that four... Uh, that that system that he wants to play. If he gets the players in, and we've got players back, I think next season we'll see that played a lot more. You can see that's where he wants to go to make war more offensive. But we've got to be just as tight at the back. But I think we'll still see that we'll have the option of the three four, the three four three, or the uh, you know the five three two formation as well. But that gives us more options to change within the game. But I think it's all down to like what you say, the, the training in pre-season. But going back to Amy's point, I'd, I wouldn't be averse to Matt Doherty coming back 
but obviously not paying the same amount as we sold him for. And we'd, it'd be just like we let we let him go to Tottenham alone for a season then. We'll yeah, look, for me, for me, Tottenham for him, like from personal view for him, Tottenham was something that he needed to go and try. He needed to go and experience. Obviously, unfortunately, it's been unsuccessful for him. And personally, if there is a chance of taking him back, yes, I would take him back because we already know as well that he he was Nuno's favourite player. Basically, like he was the only one that he would hug. So it's it's one of them that I think Nuno would take him back, but it would be at a cheaper price, obviously, because he's not probably worth the money that he was when we sold him. Um, but again, like like I said before, if we put a preseason under Semedo with Nuno at the helm, Semedo will be a different kettle of fish when he plays next season. And I don't think Doherty would get a look in. So I think Doherty would be bench appearances at most or cover for if we were stuck on the other side. Scott, just to finish off, because we're out of time with you, mate, um, your um, man of the match and your performance rating to, to, to conclude? Performance rating seven, just because we got the win and we kept going till the end. And Silver as well. Uh, he got a goal last time, he got assist this time. And then my man of the match, I'm going to give it to, to Traore. That guy has had his critics... He's been struggling for goals. Um, he hasn't scored since 2019, if I remember correctly. So, for me, him getting that goal, sealing the three points that we needed the, uh, more than anything, and him getting rid of that goal drought sums it up perfectly for me. Job job done. Three points in the bag. Troy ends his goal drought. Give him man the match as well. Fully deserved. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks again for waiting so patiently, Scott. Much appreciated. See you. You've got the Bush Real merchandise on again tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll get that green shirt on one of these days, mate, I promise. <laughs> well, we're back I'll in need, that. To be honest, mate, you're going to need me because you keep losing. So you're going to need <laughs> someone up front to put the ball in the net. So well, I'll come down and show you how it's done. Well, we've got... Um, we had a bad... Bad time when we came back from lockdown, but we did play a team that had won trophies and scored for fun. They've beaten everybody in double figures near enough. And then we played a midweek friendly um, against Down Syndrome Awareness FC, who is an amazing, amazing club. They do a lot of good work. And um, that was a good game, really good competitive game. And he got a lot of minutes for lads that we don't usually use um, to get out there and show what they can do. And again, this Sunday, we're again giving a friendly to a new club that's joining our league system and to give players of our own more chance to um, have some game time under them. Then it's back in the league again next week, which hopefully will secure our first win of the season. Fingers crossed. mate. Fingers crossed. All the best, buddy, anyway. And thanks for coming on to Extra Time again, mate. Uh, No worries. Anytime. Good night, guys. Night. Now, we've got to keep our fingers crossed for our next guest because the last time he was on... We had technical problems, so we are going to keep our fingers crossed. We haven't got Jeff back yet. I don't know whether his computer's completely gone, but we do have from the US of A, uh, Dave from New York Wolves. Hello, mate. Oh, no, it's happened again. Hello. We can see you, but we cannot hear you. Can't hear you. Is he frozen? Uh, no. no. No good. Yes. We have no. listened off. It, we have sound. Don't, 
Don't touch anything. Not touching a bloody thing, mate. <laughs> uh, it's weird. I did a, a, a stream yard for work, uh, two of them actually, last week, and they were both perfectly okay. So I don't know what it is. Same computer, everything. But anyway. Absolutely. How are you? <sighs> All right, I suppose. <laughs> that was a rough two hours. <laughs> Makes Almost. me happy after that. <sighs> yeah, I was that was raging the second half, as you'll see from my reaction video. That bloody offside was just I, when they showed the first replay of it. Um, I did wonder if it was going to be given offside because he it, it it looked close, but then when they when they showed it, I thought, oh, okay, we're good. No way, no chance they're going to give that offside. I mean, we've, we've had goals ruled out because I think it was Neto, his arm was in an offside position. But in this one, the defender's arm was playing Pedem's onside, but it's still given. Uh, I, I don't know what the rule is anymore. No, it's I don't like think it's, it's, it's ludicrous. Absolutely. I think, um, yeah, I think it's the, the, the law just needs completely. I mean, I still yeah. don't. I still don't even know how anyone could argue that was offside today. To be honest, so I was just I was just looking at uh, some articles out there. Peter Crouch said it was just a, he was raging against it. There's some, some there's some video of um, a French commentator. My French sadly isn't good enough, but they're just laughing. They're just laughing at how ludicrous it is. Everyone's offside, but you know, Troy went down the other end and said, you know what, we're going to win it anyway. So I yeah. I mentioned in my uh, reaction video, you know, I felt as excited and had as much adrenaline pumping through my veins, beating Fulham 1-0 away, as I did when we beat Man City after being 2-0 down. That's how ridiculous it is. Oh, <laughs> mate, you, we, you were with me that the Man City. <laughs> yeah, you were and we met up just after the game, and you brought the when I was doing my match reaction, and you got on to the got on with the flag, didn't you? That was a brilliant match. That was I mean, sneaking a cheeky one 0 win against Fulham shouldn't be anywhere near like that, but because of VAR, it felt like that way. But well done for Traore for for nicking that yeah. one. I mean, what a goal! That was brilliant. Yeah, it was good to see him score for sure. Even though he definitely he got the goal against Leeds for me, so for me it was his second goal really. But um. But no, it's good. I think it's good for the confidence. Think it, they're safe now. Performance wasn't really that pretty, but it was never going to be against Fulham, and they they got the result. So you know, it was just much. It was easier. harsh on Fulham. Yeah, I mean, did we deserve to win it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we yeah. won it too. Just got to do a bit of a shout out to Fulham because you just saw their saw Scott Parker at the end, and I'm, I quite like Scott Parker. I like Fulham as a club, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. They were, they were, he, was crest, he was crestfallen, wasn't it? And you saw the Fulham players. The, absolutely, I mean, if you can see... Yeah, crestfallen. I actually think that's probably done Fulham, that result tonight. Yes. I mean, I mean, well, maybe they'll be back. For, last day of the season. So it could quite easily come down to that. But they're now three points behind Newcastle. And the rest, and they've played two games more than everyone else. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, if the other teams don't win, maybe. Um, I, he said, I think in his pre-match, it's a must-win match. But he said every game, last match, this match, it's a must-win yeah. match. So not to get anything out of it and to lose it right at the end, I think that probably felt like such a, I mean, such a sucker punch for them. Mm -hmm. 
and, and you feel for Fulham. We've been so there, right? So many points. Snatched away at the last minute, you know. The was it at Old Trafford many years ago, and Mick McCart we'd, we'd held on. I think it was one-one or nil-nil, and then Jisung uh, Park scored the win in like the ninety-fourth minute. And Old Trafford this year, you know, we we we've all been there. Oh, uh, holding away the last minute. Absolutely. I won't mention Wembley. No, I just didn't. No, please don't. We still, I still haven't watched the highlights back from that. That was a couple either. of days ago. It was the anniversary. Yeah, I. I gave it about three or four days till I got back here, and I, I watched the highlights, and I seriously, I was shaking. I actually felt like I had PTSD. It's weird. I mean, it's ludicrous. I've never I've been never in combat. Lost, I've never saying, making that combat, that's how it felt. I was almost shaking. So, moving <laughs> swiftly on from that conversation, because we don't like to talk about it, um, who no, is no, your no. match and your performance rating? Honestly... I want to give us a four. I thought it was terrible. The first half was just awful. Um, man of the match, I, I sort of don't want to give it to anybody because I think we were so poor. I don't think anyone deserves it. But I suppose in, if, if there were contenders, I think Silver for his he had a good cameo performance and a nice through ball at the end. And then obviously Traore for uh, winning it. And I'm, I'm a little reluctant to give it to anyone. I thought it was a really poor performance. Okay. I think I don't know. I don't, I struggle when they've won. I've never said that before. It, to be you've got to give it some credit because they have ground out a result. But you're right to have your opinion. So you know, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> what do you, you got? We've got one and a half minutes left with you. We do have Wolfman Jeff back. Um, let's hope it works. Uh, what what do you think uh, for the uh, Sheffield United game? Any changes, mate, that you'd make for that? Because that's the next matchup, isn't it? In about nine days' time, eight nine days' time. Um, so I was sort of smiling when I saw the lineup tonight because you know we weren't very good against West Ham, and everyone was you know I saw a million comments saying we should drop this this player for that player and you know i think we should have learned by now that nuno doesn't work like that when nuno's got a, a lineup in his mind he's going to stick with it even if we're poor and he's going to try and get that lineup to fix the mistakes that they made in the last match that wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all if he starts with the same lineup the one variable would be whether neto can make it there um, is another variable though dave because bolly should be back okay bolly back and you know, obviously mutinho came on tonight so assuming he's okay I could see Matinho in there, uh, but probably up front. I think he's got to give Jose a chance to start. You know, after getting his first goal for us tonight, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying that. I don't care what the, the linesman did. Um, I think he should start uh, Jose up front still. Net. I think the same lineup, other other than you know, Bolly in for probably Saiz uh, and Matinho for Dendonka, I suppose would be the only changes I think. There's not many other changes we can make with the injury list we got, right? right. Yeah. That's true. I think that finishes it off uh, nicely. And you will be able to see Dave's instant reaction on the international fan when it comes out tomorrow. And hopefully, Amy will send one in further for, to represent the UK as well. Mate, absolutely. We have to do about six versions of it to keep the language clean. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, can no, I can always edit them anyway, mate. Lovely. <laughs> All right, Bye, Dave. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day, mate. Yeah, see ya. Bye. See ya. And last but no means least, fingers crossed it works. Jeff. Hey, oh.
I can see I can see a picture of him on the green in the in the I green screen. It's black for me. Um, yeah, no, but I I can see a picture of him in the in can, the back room. I can can't. you hear me? Can you hear me at all? We can hear you. We'll go with it. We'll go with your voice. Wow. Um, you're going to be compared. I'm sorry, but Ghostman is going to be complaining because you, he's going to think that you're doing I'm the taking, shed thing. I'm totally taking the shed thing. That's I tell you. I thought we had it worked out. So, oh it's man, it's not even a ghost. It's just nothing. It's just a blackout. So. Yeah, well, it's a day of morning. Tell everyone you're in your shed with no light, mate. That's that works for Ghost Man, anyway. <laughs> no, I'm up in my office, and I have actually. I was afraid I wasn't going to have power because we were having some pretty big storms. But uh, yeah, I have to. I'm afraid I have to take the Mac to the shop, uh, which is a pain because that's what I do editing on. So, oh well, Ghost Man Jeff, get some light. Oh, Vinyl Revival. Oh man, how do you say that to me? Uh, I, I, similar to Dave, uh, not, I wouldn't go as far as Dave, um, from New York Wolves, but I, I get his point that by and large we played poor and we're talking about, you know, how would you, uh, what rating would you give? And I wouldn't give a rating for the whole match and i wouldn't give a i wouldn't split it up by first half and second half i'd give it out to most of the game and then the last five minutes of both halves and that's the thing i noticed was we didn't really come alive or seem to be very threatening until about five minutes before the half and then five minutes before the end and then we sparked and came alive obviously um uh, i was even though it is so uh, mind-boggling what happened with VAR. That's got to be one of the most famous mess-ups that VR is, VAR has ever done. But um, I am on the positive part, I am happy that William Jose did score. We all saw it. It actually happened. And uh, so I'm hoping that that means that going forward he's got that monkey off his back. Even though it didn't count it counts to us, so good for that. Um, we did struggle, and I'm probably the thing that's – Dave, I know I'm kind of rambling here. The thing that's really uh, weighing on me the most heavy is Neto. And um, I know I saw him being iced on the sidelines, and to me that's the thing that's, that's, the thing that's hovering over me right now. If we don't get Neto, if Neto's going to – if his if it's going to take him a, a, a bit of time out, man, our bad situation could get worse. And I'm trying to stay positive, Dave, because you and I like to stay positive. But uh, boy, if if Neto's out, then this is uh, it. I know we're giving Nuno a hard time, and sometimes yes, he's very stubborn. But Dave, he doesn't have very many cards to play with. Uh, I do think that we have been cursed this year with injuries. I mean, it's just been... I mean, if you think about the three seasons previous where we had next to no injuries, we have got... Uh, we did have a little white dot on the screen when you're there then. But the, the last year, we've had so many injuries throughout the season. I mean, look at Johnny Otto, yeah. second ACL. Now Neto's gone down. And I do think it's probably because we had such a quick turnaround and such a long season last year, 
that they never really had that tr that re regime in building back up that down to, and I think that's got to have some effect on it. And with a small squad, like you say, it just knocks us for six. And I think in the circumstances with, you know, the COVID situation and no fans and, you, you know, the injury situation and everything that's gone to, in the end, be what we're looking like being comfortably safe may be not a bad achievement and hopefully we can come back stronger for it for next year. Is that a train? Is that what? A train, yeah. Well, that's the Chattanooga choo-choo going by, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Brilliant. You know, it's not a sound effect. It's a real train. It's a real train. Yeah, it really is. I. It's going through You're town. not sat on the side of a, a railway line somewhere, are you, Jeff? You know, I could be right at the train stop in Birmingham and you wouldn't know it uh, because, you know, use your imagination. I, I could be on the Hogwarts Express at Orlando. <laughs> uh, I love it. But no, it's I, I know uh, we were talking before or you, you were talking with, with some others about this um, coming summer. And uh, we hope that Fosun's going to finally really spend a bit more. But the concern is that a lot of clubs are struggling financially. But the situation is that someone, some clubs will take advantage of that because they have the resources. When most clubs cannot spend, those who can will and really give themselves a very strong advantage. So it's one of those things where, and I know that Fosun is smart because he's got, you know, they've got, uh, they're, they're very smart in their investments. So they should know that in sometimes that's actually a time to buy is when others can't buy. So I'm hoping that happens. I, I agree with what was said before. Um, I think a, um, a center back or two, but it's certainly a top quality that has moved up way up on our list. Uh, we still need some more um, attacking options and we need some help in the midfield. So we've got at least those three. And I would say, especially in the center back, which is the, which is the biggest one, but we got to spend money on all three. So I've been kidnapped alpha gaming. I can't say that I alpha. I was going to blink out the message to you like in Morse code. And they knew that. And so they caught on to that. So they pulled the plug. Oh, right, finally, because it's it's past midnight here. What is your oh. man of the match and uh, performance? Yeah, well, uh, I would give most of the performance a uh, two or three, and then up to a eight at the last five minutes of each half. Uh, so I guess it would average out to six because we won, um, <laughs> and and Adama's uh, goal was was so much force that he was going to make sure that went in, even if it tore down the entire stadium, he was going to kick it that hard. And I'm really impressed. He, he kept control because usually when he kicks it that hard, he, he has a difficulty with the control. Um, I almost want to give it to Cody just because it was one of the best. Um, he improved so much from last week, but that's also his day job. Uh, so, did he do so much better or did he just do his job he, he's supposed to be doing? And so kind of him and hot. And I'm going to go to Adama just because 
he put a stamp on it. He carried it on his back. Obviously, great assist from Silva, but Adama made sure it happened. Absolutely fantastic, Jeff. I think that pretty much uh, sums it up. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that we never got to actually see you. The ghost man is is putting in a writ, complaining that you're uh, stealing his, uh, I know. his, his gig. <laughs> With the uh, thing, but hopefully uh, next time we can have, and because we did see you last time, hopefully you can get that sorted for the next one, mate. And uh, it's really, yeah, thanks for your patience and thank you for getting on tonight. I, and, uh, uh, and thanks for sending in your international reaction, which will go out tomorrow as well. I will. And I want to let you know, I'm much prettier this way. So <laughs> we love you, Jeff. All right. Take care, mate. Cheers. Bye. Cheers, buddy. Uh, so that concludes the uh, the show. It's been a, a good show, a fantastic show. We've had some interesting um, comments and thoughts again. Amy, uh, how do you conclude that at the end of the day? We've got the three points. We've got the win. It was a drab game, but hey-ho, we're another game closer to the end of this crazy season. Agree. And I think... Ladies and Jelly Spoon, that concludes tonight's uh, tonight's I extra time. Bedtime. I can't speak after midnight. That well, that's it. You 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 you're starting to to flake a little bit there. This is late for Amy. You're probably up running. It's about seven o'clock in the morning. Someone did ask before we go on the show how's your training going? I'm not really training. Yeah, fine. I'm not really training for anything, so it's going fine. <laughs> but no, that's I'll be. At Bag Ridge at half eight tomorrow morning. Well, this morning because it's today. So, um, so thanks everyone for joining, and I'm just pleased that we could talk about a win and not just moan about VAR. We've only moaned about VAR for sixty percent, so I'm glad that Adama saved. Us. It saved it, yeah, it did. It gave us something uh, to talk about something else. Otherwise, this show would have just been slating VAR for an hour and a half. So. It it would have been. And uh, my day tomorrow is I'm getting up, oh, uh, heading over to Wolverhampton to Manny's, and uh, it's a most of Saturday, and I've got 11 drop-offs to do, uh, all raising money for the Feed Our Pack campaign for the foundation. And I think it's raised getting close to £6,000 now, which is phenomenal. So thanks for everyone that supported that campaign. And uh, those that I'm dropping off samosas to tomorrow – Look forward to seeing you. And thank you very, very much. Um, you know, we've got some comments here from LA uh, Wolf fan. Thank you uh, to us, both of both of us. And um, we've got Keith saying good night to everyone. And I'm dropping things off to uh, Merv tomorrow and Samosa Saturday. Thank you to, uh, as well to my co-host, Amy, um, for joining us again. It's, it's a late nighter, but they are great. We've had some... We've had you know loads of people in the uh, watching the stream tonight. So from myself and Amy, uh, sleep tight, and yeah. it's always walls, isn't it, Amy? Always walls. Bye. Cheerio, everyone. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. 
perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.